TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo, baseball! It's time for the second game of our radio doubleheader. I believe there ought to be a constitutional amendment outlawing AstroTurf and the designated hitter. The inside story on baseball and more. I'm going to throw you something called a screwball. It's an old school thing. That's going to look like it's coming right at you. It's going to drop right off the table so you don't bail out. you got to stick in there. You see what I'm saying? This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080. All right, kid. You had a helmet on. Imagine if you didn't. The Fan. Welcome into the second hour of the Hot Corner. God, I'm loving these rejoiners. These intros, whatever you want to call them. These things are great. It's taking me back. It's from the it's the original open. It's taking me back, man. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling cool. Uh, if you missed any of the first hour, you can catch that on the Les Schwab Tires podcast. You can find that on Twitter at TennyTheFan or TennyTheFan.com. Also, Beers on Us podcast drops tomorrow as well. Check those out. Love it. Hit it. Rate. Subscribe. Blah, 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 blah. Let's do it. Uh, Mike and I are currently watching uh, Oakland, ba- Boston, Boston. That's how you say it. Yep, Boston. The only other game right now is Dodgers Giants. So Which we were watching a minute ago. We were watching the beginning of that, and then we watched the end of Cubs Braves, and now we're watching Red Sox A's. How bad do the Cubs look? I mean, I know this is part of the overreaction thing, but if you truly look at the teams that we regarded as the best teams in baseball going into it. At this point, it's super early, so don't overreact outside of just panicking about your own team. AL East, the Yankees are two and four, and everyone's hurt. The Red Sox are one and five. In the Central, your Indians are two and three. Kluber and Carrasco have gotten lit. Looking good. Completely lit. Clevenger looks nice. The Astros are the Astros are two and five. The Astros are two and five. The Cubs are one and four. And one and five now? No, one and four now. Okay. They were one and three. So those were some of what we reviewed as some of the better teams in baseball. Now, of course, you know, Brewers are six and one, Dodgers are four and two and hitting a bajillion home runs. Phillies are playing well. So, I mean, teams that we thought were good are also playing well, but some of the best teams in baseball starting off this year, quite slow. Sluggish, sluggish. Uh, we'll, we'll check back next week. Who knows? The end of April is not far. We got time. Everything's okay. I just want everyone to stop being hurt. Everything going to be all right. I'm scared for every player that gets hit by a pitch and dives for a ball now. Oh, poor Trey Turner. I wasn't just thinking about Trey Turner. I feel like you don't even have to touch it, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He's al- he's always hurt, too. He played 162 games last year. But he's usually, usually, okay. <laughs> you got me. You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. Okay. Uh, Previous some, to this year, he was always hurt. Some, something that's been kind of happening a while, and it kind of was slow and kind of creeping around, but you'd see this stuff and be like, whoa, that's kind of crazy. And that is contract extensions in Major League Baseball. Not the craziest thing to ever happen in the world. Not the biggest deal in the world. But we're now starting to see them with players 
who aren't even out of their minor league deal, who are under team control for years, whether it's uh, Pete Alonzo in New York, Alex Bregman, um, uh, Fernando Tatis Jr., and now the big one is Ronald Acuna Jr. Yep. Don't forget Eloy Jimenez, who hadn't Eloy even Jimenez, been up to the majors yet. Right, with Tatis. Both of them hadn't even played in the majors, really, and now they have guaranteed contracts. The big one is Acuna Jr. Eight years, $100 million. And it can go up to 10 years, 134 mil. Team option. Yep. Those two last more two years. years. Those yep. last two years. He will be a free agent. He would be a free agent in two years. He'd be eligible for arbitration at the end of this season. And then he'd be a free agent after the next year. So twenty after the 2021 season, he would be a free agent. So three full seasons. Three full seasons. That would make him 22 years old as a free agent. Some people have said this man. No, he's 21 right now. Are you sure he's 21? 100%. Okay. Then he would be 23. Yes. Because his birthday's in December. I heard that today. Okay. Um. Anyway, anyway regardless, not important. They, a lot of people are saying that, assuming he has the seasons that he's going to have, which we all expect him to, that he could have been potentially the first half a billion dollar player because he'd hit the free agent market at 23. And nobody can do that. And now he signed on to make at most $17 million a year in the two team option deals. Yep. The question that I'm starting to ask is why are these guys doing this? How does Alex Bregman not hit the market? The easy answer and probably the most true answer is the fear of the free agent issue that's going on right now. Let's remove the top players in the game who just got massive contracts. Machado, Harper. Trout, Harper, uh, Arenado, all got massive $300, $400 million contracts. We have now seen for two straight years a very slow beginning of this movement where teams are not willing to pay buku bucks for older free agents. Now that doesn't include Acuna, but remember generally, generally the team will re-sign their player through one free agent year. Remember Mike Trout signed at 23 or whatever, 21 with the angels. Usually that player stays one more time, right? It's very, very rare for a guy that young to go into free agency that early. Um, but what you're seeing is last year, what you saw was a very long wait. The best player in the market was J.D. Martinez. A very long wait for that. Now, he wound up getting close to what he wanted from the Red Sox, but it took until, if I remember correctly, early March or late February for that. You saw a guy like Alex Cobb not even get signed until at some point during the season. And that was just the beginning. This year, again, ignoring the big contracts, which were the story of the season, the best starting pitcher – and the best reliever on the market. Is he the best starting pitcher? I know I'm splitting hairs here. But would you rather have Patrick Corbin or Dallas Keuchel? Uh, probably Corbin, but I think it's hard. But I see what you mean, yeah. I mean, former Cy Young winner, Dallas Keuchel. Fair. Is on the free agent market. Both of them still are unsigned. Still. The season started. It's not Alex Cobb we're talking about. We're talking about Craig Kimbrell and Dallas Keuchel. <laughs> yeah, right. So it's not Fernando Rodney's on the market still. This is just year number two of this movement. I think that teams are very clearly going, we will not sign older free agents to big contracts. They just won't. Mike Trout, Manny Machado, and Bryce Harper signed this year in their prime. 
Nolan Arenado signed an extension. He is a little bit older, but uh, top player in baseball. I think you can give, give an exception to that. Jacob DeGrom signs an extension. He's 31. They are saying that if you are looking for big money and you're coming out when you're 32, 33, 34, whatever, 35, then we will not pay you. The Yankee deals of yesterday are dead. Yep. The Red Sox deals of yesterday are dead. The Dodgers deals of yesterday are dead. All the teams that gave big money in the last 20 years have stopped giving big money to those players. They have passed. All three of those teams were considered or were were likely considered by fans to be favorites to land any of the big stars that have been free agents. None of them were even in on them. The closest the Yankees got was one meeting with Machado and said, next, the Red Sox didn't talk to him. The Dodgers didn't talk to him. Same with Harper. All three teams didn't talk to him. Right. So, I mean, they're basically saying we will not go by this old rule that you're going to get paid the most money ever in your post-prime years. I mean, teams are paying for it right now. The Tigers' contract with Miguel Cabrera is a travesty. It is a travesty. Albert Pujols with the Angels is a travesty. Pretty bad. A-Rod at the end of his career. Ryan Howard, travesty. Jordan, you know how much money? Chris Davis, Travis. Do you know how much money Jordan Zimmerman made pitching yesterday? A lot. Yeah. So, though, though, teams have learned that that is a stupid business model and it does not work. Frankly, it never worked, but the splashy names and the big, big stars were a part of it. Um, but with all the analytics and all the recent history of success through the draft and through minor leagues and trades and locking up your young, your young players, the teams are going, we're going to do it. And the players are seeing what's happening in the free agent market and going, I don't want to deal with that. And for Ronald Acuna, say what you want, $134 million guaranteed right now at age 21? Hell yeah. Are you kidding me? He would have had to wait two years to make even close to that. But he could have potentially shattered arbitration records. He could have. He could have. Could have. And that's the other thing, too. <clears throat> I know I'm kind of just rambling here. No, but- no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I like how I like where your ramble is going because it's it's leading me to ask these kind of questions. Are these kids deciding to not bank on themselves? Yes. Because I feel like so many people in the- right now, Frankie Lindor is banking on himself. Mookie Betts is Mookie too. Betts is doing the same thing. And we're seeing guys like Alex Bregman and Acuna Jr. not doing that. Well, here's here's the thing. And Eloy Jimenez and Tatis Jr. These players have been in the major leagues for one year, no gears. Alex Bregman's been in the league for three years, won a World Series, and should have been the MVP. But remember, most players sign their first big contract with the team they came up with. That's true. That's so true. Bregman just did that. But for these really young guys doing it, they're saying, what if? I am right now being guaranteed, and Jimenez for the White Sox was given, I think, $80 million. It wasn't a huge deal. It wasn't deal. a huge, and it's, I think it's only five years. Right, but he's basically saying, I'm getting paid, not peanuts, but not a lot of money to play in the minors, or I can make $84 million guaranteed right now, right? Yeah. Acuna is saying, I'm on a rookie deal, or I'm going to be making $134 million guaranteed with the team that I came up with for the next 10 years it's or, al- or they trade them. I it's mean, almost like that one and done thing. It's right. like, Hey man, you PJ, Wa- no PJ Washington's not a good example. He's a sophomore, but it's like RJ bear or, or radish reddish from, uh, from Duke. Yep. It's like, yo, my man, you should totally stay in college one more year. And he's like, why I got to get that dollar. Yeah. But it's, it's a little bit different than that too, because that player, if they stay one more year is still guaranteed to get that money. Cause they're good. Right. Whereas if you flame out, 
early in your career as a top prospect, you're not getting that money. You're not. True. So it's presented to you right here, and you're going, well, cool. Let's do it. Let's do it right now. There's a couple more aspects of this that I do want to get into, including probably the second moment of the evening in which I get to puff my chest out. And uh, we'll do that next. Sticking with young players signing extensions and what this means for the future of baseball, we'll do that next. That's Mike Lynch, Joe Fisher behind the glass. I'm Patrick Harris, 1080 The Fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Mike and I were just watching the video of Ron Culpa throwing out AJ Hinch in the Astros Rangers game that's still going on right now. Found Ron Culpa on Wikipedia. Ronald Clarence Culpa is a blind umpire in Major League Baseball. He wears uniform number 46. He was the first participant in the program by Major League Baseball to provide jobs in professional sports for people with cognitive impairments. (laughs) (laughs) And it's totally worth going to watch this video because this shows you the true arrogance of Major League Baseball umpires. They do everything they can to stay in the background, to not be a part of the game, to just be there to help facilitate until... The camera goes on them, and then it's jazz hands, baby, and we making this shine. He's smiling as he's throwing the bench coach and Hinch out and telling Hinch, I can do whatever the hell I want. It was smiling the whole time. What an a-hole. It was very interesting because first he uh, he he did make a bad call. It was very clearly oh, yeah, a ball. It was a terrible call. And everyone in the Astros dugout pointed at him and started screaming at him. So he looked at them and told Hinch to come out and talk to him and said, look, you – you got to stop this nonsense. And Hinch was like, okay, okay. I mean, it was kind of heated, but yeah. just passionate, I would say would be the better word. Go back. Not even another pitch is thrown. And he throws out whatever assistant coach he threw out for still screaming at him. Then Hinch comes out again. He doesn't throw Hinch out. He's talking to him about it. The next pitch is another borderline call. It was better, better call, but more borderline again. And he just stares in the dugout. He's, I, he's looking at Hinch to and say I guess, something. And I guess Hinch is saying something. And that's when he gets thrown out. And then they go face-to-face, hat-bill to hat-bill, screaming at each other. And that's where he goes, the the ump goes, I could do whatever the hell I want. I can do whatever the hell I want. Yep. And uh, it's like, well, technically that is true. And then the moment somebody grabbed Hinch to pull him back was when the curse words started from Hinch. Because yeah. I think he was heated, but he was, like, trying to talk to him and not, like, you know, I hate you, you you bleepity bleepity bleep. And then one sound assistant grabbed his sweatshirt to pull him back. Then Hinch was like, screw it, I'm in. I, I have a very, very... Blank you, you blankety blank. Large respect for A.J. Hinch. I honestly hadn't heard him do many interviews, even during their World Series years and stuff. But uh, I watched his interview after he was tossed in a spring training game by who else? Oh, yeah. Angel Hernandez. Yeah, of course. He is so funny. And self-deprecating, he is a treat to watch. I caught, so I, I have a very large respect for him. I caught him on the MLB Network once uh, in spring tra- – or it was the winter meetings. And he was there uh, with uh, Alex Cora and Aaron Boone. The three of them were sitting there, and they were talking to Carl Ravage. Just winter meeting stuff. And, I, and A.J. Hinch was the funniest of the three dudes. And that makes sense because, you know – he, that's why that team loves him so much because 
they're all young kids, and he kind of acts like a young kid too. Yeah, it's cool. I, I enjoy it. Or, or uh, A's are beating the Red Sox 3 nothing now. So. Not as much as I enjoy watching Nathan Eovaldi. Ooh, I'm taking Nathan Eovaldi. He's my sleeper pick in fantasy getting lit. Uh, we were talking about these contract extensions and what this means for Major League Baseball. And uh, there's two quick points I want to get to that I hopefully we can we can tap uh, touch on both of them. Mike, you alluded to that all these these uh, executives they don't they no longer want to spend this high priced money on these aging people, and it's just not smart business. And 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 I chuckle a little bit when you say that because to me that sounds very hypocritical of when we were talking about the fact that I don't want to pay Manny Machado and Bryce Harper this money. And nobody else did either, except for the only teams that were outbidding themselves. And now, I'm not using this to throw you under the bus. I'm using this to kind of prove the point that I was talking about. And now, executives don't want to pay these older guys this kind of money. And that's why I'm saying, I will pay Mike Trout that money, but I'm not paying Bryce that money. I'm not paying Manny Machado that money. I don't care what Craig Kimbrell is asking. I'm not giving it to him. Well, I know, but the difference, we don't need to get back into this, but the difference is is that Machado and Harper are in their prime, 27, 26 years old, and also some of the top 10, 15 best players in baseball. I think when you consider those players, you remove the conversation of too much money, age, all that kind of stuff. Like Arenado's, what, 30 now? Yeah. They paid him $342 million, and that's the age range where we're going, ah, be careful, you don't want to pay a guy that much. He's a top three or four player in baseball. So for me, that's why I said, I kept saying last segment, remove those guys from the conversation. If a guy like Frankie Lindor comes on the market, even if he's 31, he's getting a massive contract. Yeah. Same with Mookie Betts, right? Those players are some of the best players in baseball. They do not abide by the market rules that are being set by these teams. The rest, completely up in the air, and it changes everything. Fair. The second point I wanted to get to that I wanted that I want to discuss, which I think is the bigger lingering thing about this, is the people, all these young players have won, correct? Because they've got this locked-in money. They don't have to deal with free agency. They get I mean, to stay with the team that came up with them. <clears throat> but you and I have talked, and you are big on this, about the potential of a strike in 2021. And that a lot of these rules were going to be changed because players felt like they were being pushed around and not getting market value and being squeezed out. And you had mentioned collusion a couple times and all that kind of stuff. Are these all not massive victories for ownership? Oh, yeah. I I, I don't I think these are wins for the teams more than their wins for the players. I do think the players get money, which is good for them. But I they're think, all team friendly deals. Every single yes. one of them, even Mike Trout's, is a team friendly to, deal. To me, I say it's a win win because the players are still getting paid and they're young, so they're getting right. paid at a time where they normally wouldn't. What I think the what I think the big key is also, and I didn't say this last segment, is they're avoiding arbitration. Arbitration is a slap in the face to a lot of these players. They get severely underpaid because of it. Uh, we I found this out yesterday. I had no idea. Joe actually brought it up or Isaac or Joe brought it up when we were doing primetime yesterday that major league baseball gives a championship belt for the team that spent the less than our, the least in arbitration every year. Mm. Like a congrats. You didn't give your players didn't give your players money. Well, I went through this last in this off season, I think with Trevor Bauer and the Indians, cause he was in arbitration and end up his arbitration suit ended up getting settled. He's making something like 
$21.3 million, something like that. So he, he got a lot of money out of it. But it was but probably he, less than he asked for. But he came out of arbitration going like, basically, you have no idea what my own team just said about me as a performer. Yeah. And that sounds awful. Yeah, he said it was um, character assassination character in those arbitration assassination. meetings, yeah. basically. Just, I, yeah, try to rip, rip him apart. So I think these players are trying to avoid that, too. I just think it's interesting that we seemed like we were – because you're totally right, and this is more rhetorical than anything. I just think it's extremely fascinating that all of a sudden these contract things and the future of the Players Association was on a bullet train for a potential strike and a lot of power being lifted back into the Players Association. And now Acuna, Bregman, Jimenez, Tatis, Arenado, Bet, or Trout, Harper, a bunch of these guys, there is no strike coming. I don't think that's necessarily true. Really? Because I don't think I don't think Acuna Jr. is going to or Alex Bregman, who are the soon future, they are both in that hashtag let the kids play commercial, which if you haven't seen, you should see. It's fantastic. It's hilarious. And it has the best faces in baseball. That commercial is littered with guys that have signed extensions that will not want baseball to go on strike. Uh, agreed, but I think arbitration, again, to bring that up, that is a big sticking point for the Players Association because of what's happening in arbitration. And also, I think the players are learning that what they agreed to in the CBA previously is not actually good for them. And they're, they're, I'm sure the Players Association is going to have a plan. I don't know what it is, but is going to have a plan to get these players more money in some way, shape, or form because a lot of them are not getting paid at all. Kimbrell, Keuchel, and a lot of them are getting underpaid. So I still think there might be a risk of strike because, sure, some of these players are signing extensions and they're getting paid, and great. But that is a very small percentage of the baseball players. And that's where I think the worry comes in. And and I, I, I hope to God that they agree to something sooner and they don't have to go to that because a strike would be devastating. Right. But there's a lot of players who are upset right now. I just think that... A lot of those players that are upset right now, and I hate to say this, it's going to sound awful, but I'm just being honest. Those are the aging ones. Those are the guys trying to cash in. And in a few years when that CBA agreement pops up and comes up clean, that voice is going to be a minority. And and that's just that that's just me being honest. There There's going to be less Dallas Keuchel's in the world. There's going to be less Manny Machado's but in see, the world. see, I don't think that's true. I think there's going to be more. Because you're seeing right now the small start of this trend. It's only going to get worse. As all these teams lock up their players for bigger, longer contracts, Mm -hmm. they're going to have less money to spend on the free agents. Every year as we move towards the CBA, so two more years, I guess, Mm -hmm. you're going to see more and more guys left out to dry who are 32 years old getting into their free agent year. But I don't know what the MLBPA can do about that. I'm sure if, they've if got a plans. Team just says, "Hey, man, he's 32 and he wants 35 a year." I'm just not gonna do that. I don't know. I don't know how strong that player's voice is gonna be when Randall Grichek, who is basically kind of a burnout top prospect, is getting a contract extension. Xander Bogarts just got another one. Like, it's it's almost like I need to find some of the top stars that don't have an extension. It's like Judge and Lindor and Betts. That's it. Everybody else, it seems like, is locked up. This text from a Braves fan. Uh, 
I don't know if you figured this out already. I had to step away for a while, but Acuna would not have been a free agent until after 2024. He was a super two player, had six years remaining when they signed his contract, including this season. He would have been 27 when he was a free agent. How old's Bryce Harper right now? 27. And how much money did he get? And I know, but just that is, that's right. kind of, I, I didn't say it in such correct terms, but I was saying you always have that guy sign that initial contract again yeah. to stay until they're about 26, 27. But now he's not going to sign that. He's not going to get a new contract until he's 32, 31. 31. Yeah. So that's just kind of, that's just kind of, I don't know. It, it's crazy. It's going to be extremely interesting to watch how it goes. It's definitely a huge victory for, for, uh, the executives and the owners, but I also wonder if, you know, the Braves have this window and they're knocking on this door and in three, four years and Fulte comes along and Albies still looks good and who knows, maybe Freddie Freeman's still kicking it and Dansby Swanson turns into somebody legit and they've got uh, Acuna tied up with cheap money. Maybe they can go out and get, uh, you know, an Aaron Judge or a Mookie Betts because they spent less money on their franchise guy that now they can spend money on those free agents. I'm interested to see if that's how this plays out. It might. It might. I think think that's probably what they're trying to set themselves up to do in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, it's like, hey. Or just sign their own guys. Yeah, it's like, hey, Bregg, if you sign this deal, we're going to be able, when Verlander retires, we're going to be able to go get, you know, the next free agent, Blake Snell. You know, or we're going to be able well, to lock. We just signed an extension, right? Or we're going to be able to lock up Carlos Correa. You want you want to play third next to Correa for the next ten years? What I will say about this, because I know we got Farrah Fowl next, is for fans, this is great. It's fantastic for because fans. these small market teams are locking up their players that are really good. Unless you're Cleveland, they because <laughs> you guys have no money for some reason. Uh, the we the, brought. The teams that are small market teams that you're rooting for are becoming less and less likely to lose your star players when they get into their prime because they're getting locked up early, mm-hmm. which means for more parity. It means for better games across the board. And as long as too many teams aren't tanking to try to do the same thing, it means for a great season. So right. for us, it's great. I would much, Right now, you're going down the path of being a St. Louis Cardinals fan with Albert Pujols in his prime, winning a title, and not paying him still. Yep. And that's a big win for you. All right. When we come back, fair or foul is next on the hot corner. This is Portland Sports Leader. Don't you forget it. And here is Joe with sports. Is it fair? Oh, my that's goodness. That's a fair ball. Or is it foul? Well, he thought it was foul, I think. A knowledge test for Patrick and Mike to see how well they know the big leagues. Mathematics and strange symbols now as far as Major League Baseball is concerned. The OBP and the SLG and the ISO and the you name it. And what our distinguished hosts think about the stories that popped up around the big leagues. Peralta knocks it into center. David tonight, two for two, a leadoff single here in the fourth. And nobody noticed. This is Fair or Foul on the Hot Corner on 1080 The Fan. Welcome in. This is Fair or Foul. And without further ado, we turn it over to Joe Fisher III. Dang, I thought Rick Ross was going to take over there for a second. I know. All right, well, tonight's Fair or Foul. It's all fact-based. No opinions. Ooh. All based on the stats of this uh, early first week of the season. Are there historical pitching stats in here? Because I am ready to kill it again. 
No. Okay. No, unfortunately. Um, all right. Our first one, I do have pitching. You know, that is a part of baseball, so I, I, I do have something involving pitching. And it's happened in the past, so it is history. Ooh, bam. Damn. I guess Patrick was right. Bring it. You're Let's good, go. Mike. All right. So, uh, Jacob DeGrom, he's been uh, really, really good. You can say that. Max Scherzer as well. But are they fair or foul? The only pitchers with 20-plus strikeouts to start the season. Um, foul. I I feel like I saw somebody else also had 12 Ks in a game. And if they had two starts, that means they're pretty likely to get 20 if they already had 12. So I'm going to say foul. I cannot remember the life of me who that was, but I'll say foul. Yeah, I think this is foul as well. I'm trying to think of who it might be. I like the idea that Garrett Cole might be one of them. Also, maybe a Jamison Tyen or a Jose Barrios. But I think this is foul. How about, I'm going to throw this out there, and if I'm right, booyah, Matthew Boyd. Ooh. Well, give yourself a booyah there. It is foul, and Matthew Boyd Damn. is the third pitcher. Damn, Boyd! With 20 strikeouts. You know why? Because he, he destroyed got, the Yankees today. <laughs> I just looked at the like 13 Ks today. <laughs> well, and they struck out 18 times. 13 strikeouts against the Yankees. And um, was opening day the 29th or the 28th? 28th. 28th. Okay, so then on a, a last Friday against Toronto, you struck out 10. Bam, baby. So Matthew Boyd happened. Uh, they also said pickup. in the game that he and his wife adopted 30 Ugandan children. What? Like... Did he sign an extension Wait. that I didn't see? No, but... 30? Uh, I think that was the number. That Basically, there was a statement saying, someone needs to take care of these kids, and we're going to do our part. And, yeah, so... I'm going to look into that. Like, I'm guessing... I don't know. Maybe he adopted them to then give them to families here. Hmm. I'm assuming he's not raising all 30 kids. Good guy, Am Matt. I right? Is that a right story? Good guy, Matthew Boyd. up right now. We will find out. Um, we'll get our crack research team on that, Mike. All right, on to the next one. Um, more pitching. Uh, again, it's part of baseball, so you know we might talk about it from time to time. Of pitchers with two starts this season, two starts, fair or foul, Jacob DeGrom is the only one to not give up a run. That is fair. That is fair. He does have a he does have a zero 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 ERA. I did see that today, but uh, I will say fair. I don't think anyone else is also out of two starts not giving up a run. Um, um oh, this one's kind of tough for me. Uh, I am also going to say fair, just because I think Jacob Degrom is that damn good. But I wouldn't be shocked if. It was one of the guys that I mentioned in the last trying to think of strikeouts that might be in that same boat too, like a Cole or a Barrios. Marco Gonzalez. It is foul. Oh. There are actually three other pitchers that have not given up a run in their two starts. Now, I will say one of them is bogus because it was Nate Carnes of the Orioles, and he has two starts but only four innings pitched. That doesn't count. So, uh... I will just click out of that tab right there. The other two, Matt Shoemaker. Oh, I saw he pitched great in the first start. 14 innings pitched, two starts. Hasn't given up a run yet. And then the other one for the Padres, Joey Lucchesi. 
He's uh, pitched 10 and a third and has yet to give up an, who, uh, who a run. Who is Shoemaker on now? White Sox? Wow, I just had his. Uh, he's on the Blue Jays. Blue Jays. Watch okay. out. Padres pitching staff just coming. Coming to get you. I yeah. mean, it kind of is so Coming far. to get you. Playing pretty well. Uh, Matthew Boyd uh, ran into this woman, Dorothy, who is caring for 36 girls in Uganda, is running into financial issues. So him and his wife are, quote, unquote, essentially adopting. They're paying to keep them from human trafficking. 30, though, right? Is that the 36. Number? Oh, boy. Wow. Well, good on Matthew Bo- uh, Boyd. He can... Uh, you know, throw the heat and saving lives. Cutting in line at the, at the pearly gates. Good guy, Matthew Boyd. All right, a couple more. So, um, some of the best teams in the AL from last season, Yankees, Red Sox, Indians. Um, who am I forgetting here? The Astros. Astros, that's right, which leads us to our next one, Jose Altuve. Has he, fair or foul, started the season batting under 200? No. No. It can't be. Who is the player again? Jose Altuve. The lovable baseball Oh, that's elf. fair. I haven't seen anything from him, I've, so that I, makes me think it's fair, I've too. I've been scrolling through. I don't know the number. I, it might I haven't be caught an Astros game. I don't have him on a fantasy team. It might be close, but I've been looking at a lot of the box scores for the good teams that have been struggling, and Altuve is like 1 for 5, 0 for 5, 1 for 5, 0 for 5. So I'll say, I'll say fair. Yeah, ditto. I'm Before with him. tonight, it was fair. After tonight, it is now foul. I will say, when I wrote the question, MLB.com was giving me an average of 176. But he went two for four tonight to bump it up over 200. He's now at 222. Some tells me he'll still be able to salvage that average by the end of the Go season. Go out on a limb and say Altuve is not done yet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to agree with you. And great first name. We got uh, two jo- two Joes dropped in this. Joey Lucchesi and uh, Jose Altuve. All right. Go Joes. And on to our last one. Fair or foul. The Indians have the worst slash line to start the season. Uh, I, I don't even, I don't, I don't know the answer, but it sure does look like it. <laughs> that offense. team is and, so bad. And when Their I offense s- is so bad. And when so I say bad. the worst, I mean worst than average, worst in on-base percentage, and slugging. Worst in all three categories. Uh, the- I know that the Indians scored two runs in their first three games, and that was in one game. Uh, Yeah. The only other team I could think of who I've seen basically have no offense was the Blue Jays, but they scored five runs today. So I'll say... Beto Grichik has like three home runs already. I'll say... Doesn't mean the average is good. I will say fair for the Indians, yes. Yeah. They have the lowest average at 160. <sighs> lowest on base percentage at 237. Oh, God. Don't talk to me that way. Lowest slugging at 231. Oh, what did you say about my mother? They're not even getting doubles. Yeah, 160, 237, 231. What happened to your team? Frankie's hurt. Okay. I watched the game this morning. What else happened? I watched the game. I don't know. Michael Brantley <laughs> is in Houston. And to be quite honest, there's a few teams that are kind of close to you guys. The Angels, they're 178, oh, 240, 241. Angels have been really bad. Tigers, 161, oh, 251, no, 248. The, the Reds, the Rockies. Oh, yeah, the Rockies have been bad. To start I, the year. I watched today. There was a runner on first in the, in the second inning, I think it was. For who? The uh, White Sox against the Indians. Klub's on the mound. Ground ball hit slow roller to about second base. Backup shortstop. I don't remember his name because he's going to be bagging groceries in a couple weeks. Uh, charges the ball. 
fumbles it, doesn't get the throw. Guy first and second. There's two outs. Uh, the end of that inning was 2-0 Chicago White Sox. They tried to turn a double play later, too. That player's name All cause of no Frankie Lindor. is Eric Stemetz. Stemetz, that's his name, yes. I heard I heard uh, Hamilton uh, talking about the him. The lineup that you guys threw out there today, Leonis Martin, he's hitting 125. Cancer survivor, easy, easy. Jose Ramirez, who's hitting 156. Which Best is hitter sad. in baseball, easy. Some guy named Jay Luplau, who hit third. I have no idea who that is. He hit third. I have no idea who he is. 143. Carlos Santana back with a vengeance, 471 batting average. Yeah, right. Ooh, He's third. 471, and our batting average is 137. You guys have Hanram. I didn't know that. 235. Have Some guy named G. Allen. He's hitting. Greg Allen. He's hitting OO. Speedy outfielder. Smart uh, player. A catcher Good clubhouse named, guy. Catcher named Perez. He Roberto doesn't have a hit yet. Perez. Not some catcher. Roberto Perez hit two home runs in game one of the World Series, Mike. Tyler Naquin's still on the team for some reason. Uh, He's nobody hitting 167. Knows why. Because, because, because the two outfielders that can't be traded in baseball are Clint Frazier and Tyler Naquin. And M. Moroff was 0 for 4 today. He's hitting 100. Yeah, man. So. That's my Cleveland Indians, baby. You guys are 2 and 3 at least. You got yep. wins. I know. Because Mike Clevenger. You know what? The Every can't pitch MLB team had a good first has game. at least one win right now. So That's good. Nobody's thinking enough that much. No. And that you is- know what's funny about uh, your line that you always say, Patrick, about guys bagging groceries? Yeah. I worked at Safeway in high school, and there was actually a guy that was on the minor one of the minor league teams for the Cubs. And you know what he was doing in his offseason? Bagging groceries. Bagging groceries at Safeway. Kurt Warner was bagging groceries before he went to the NFL. It is true. It is true. Where did I get that from? I think it's from Major League. It might be from Bull Durham. Yeah. Not too bad for a guy who's going to be bagging groceries in a couple weeks. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's not just from a movie. It's real life. It's real life. Real life. That's it's fair or foul. There you go. That's fair or foul. Thank you, Joe. When we come back, we'll wrap this bad boy up. This is the Hot Corner on Portland Sports Leader 1080 The Fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. It's 49 here. Blazers winning big, but nobody cares. Uh, Oakland still have 3-1 in this game. We're watching JD at the dish. Runner on first and third. One out. Top six. Estrada still on the mound. Looks like he'd be pitching a pretty decent game. Just saw this tweet. He get out of this, and that's quality star, baby. Aliens probably ride past Earth and lock their doors. Uh, why? Because there's a lot of crime? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. I just thought it was a funny tweet. <laughs> <laughs> it's the bad neighborhood. I'm t- honey, lock your doors. Yeah. <laughs> those are that, rem- those, that makes me think of, like, uh, shower thoughts on Reddit. Oh, I've never seen that, but that is a shower thoughts are great. Yeah, shower thoughts, like, the one that will live with me in infamy now is... Do you know that that there was one moment in which your mother set you down and never picked you up again? Mm. And you're like, oh, oh, man. That's interesting. Yeah. That is, that's very interesting. Yeah. yeah. It's the same thing as like those late night conversations you have with someone where you're just talking about crazy like space stuff. They're basically high conversations. You can have them high. Yeah. Or you can just have them when you're just laying there, not able to fall asleep. It's the same kind of thing. It's like shower thoughts. Yeah. Yeah, um, 
And it's one of those things, like, for me, I don't know if you're this way, but I have very long, thoughtful conversations with myself in the shower. Um, That's usually where I've been out some frustrations. Mm. When I think of, you know, that damn Joe Fisher, I'm so sick of him. Next time I see him, I'm going to tell him this and this and this. And then I'm like, oh, hey, Joe, what's up? Mm. And you completely forget. But in the shower, you're ready to go. Or it's like, okay, I got to plan this week out real carefully. I got to get this done this done oh you should add this yeah oh my god it's gonna be so great yeah I and think then you're I, like oh i don't have to go to work today let's get drunk i think i do replay things that happened in the shower oh totally i'll sit there i mean i i enjoy showers so i, I tend to take longer ones me too uh and i'm literally just you know save the jokes i'm literally just standing there with yeah. water running on me like we're adults we don't need to be in the shower okay but the, yeah i just stand there and let the water run and it's comfortable but uh yeah i will oftentimes just sit there and think in 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 our house our new house the shower has a little tiny window that you can slide open oh nice and it's it's above you so no one can see in and i can see outside and you know i'll watch the birds and just kind of daydream a little bit oh. saw a bald eagle today really Damn. close to me too that's pretty cool you're super lucky uh i will tell you this the crowd at the performances that i put on in the shower are huge and they love me like when I when I am playing Rockstar in the, the shower, the sound of the water hitting the bottom is like, <sighs> yeah, dude. When I am a rock star and Patrick, get on stage, Patrick, Patrick, yeah. Why is the water talking, Patrick? Yeah, it's great. I've got a really cool routine going on now too, with like the smoke when the beat drops and I like come up from the floor. The crowd just goes bananas for it. I got uh, just picturing you in the shower, <laughs> lying just, down, waiting for oh, the no, steam no, no, to rise. No, I don't do that. I don't do that. I just I stand there and I don't move, but I just visualize coming oh. up. And then the smoke dissipates and the beat drops and I'm just hands in the air, just like getting the crowd going. And then imagine that it's actually that and you're naked in the shower <laughs> doing that with nobody around. Hey, yeah. hey, hey, it's not too late to be a rock star, man. I still got a chance here. OK, they're going to tell you this story, Mike. Uh, on Behind the Music someday. Okay. You're going to tell this story. That show still exists? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> but you're going to tell them about the time you you once worked with the great Patrick Harris. Okay. Okay. No, you won't. That I'll, be dream, re- I'll be ready. That dream died when I was like 19. Ah, you still got time. I still got time. I mean, the Flaming Lips didn't get popular until they were older. Dreams are never dead. Unless you die. Then. Yeah. Actually, no. No, because then that dream could stay alive with someone else. I'm not going to be negative about that. I'm not going to be dark about that. That dream could stay alive with somebody else. Uh, yeah, maybe I could get uh, me. I want to be like famous like Merle Haggard. Like when you're just old, everyone's like, I don't know. Or Tom Waits. I couldn't name you one Tom Waits song. Respect the hell out of the man. <laughs> That'd be interesting. Couldn't name one Tom Waits song. I couldn't and name everybody's one Patrick like, Harris song, but I respect the hell out of that man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Red I keep, Sox are going to clear the bases, and, and I keep and I keep buying his album, and uh, yeah, streaming him on the old uh, streaming services, and everything's good. Stupid Red Sox! They didn't take the lead. It's tied three three. Who is that? Mitch Moreland. Gross. He's actually been pretty clutch for them the last couple of years. He's been an extremely solid, underrated player his entire career. Yes, yes. I believe he played well in the playoffs last year. Yeah, that's what I mean. He was clutch. He's been clutch. Define clutch. I once had a girlfriend. Big hits in big situations. I once had a girlfriend that could not understand the term clutch. She said, what does that mean? And I said, that means when. When the pressure's on. When the pressure's on, you perform. 
She goes, but why is that clutch? And I was like, because it like kicks in uh, I, when you need it to kick to in. To be honest, the, I don't the know the answer. Clutch kicks in when it kicks in, and she was like, "That's dumb. Sports are dumb." No, that's was not, like that's not a sports thing. That's an English language thing. I know that's the why the English language is dumb. Yeah, and then and that's why we're not together anymore. Okay, just bye. That, wow, that. that was it. Yeah. How can like, you not? I was like, I was like, do you know who Derek Jeter is? And she was like, yeah, he plays for the Yankees, right? And I was like, yeah, he's clutch. She was like, I don't get it. I was like, okay, I quit. Bye. Bye. Okay, bye. Uh, all right. That does it for us next week. I'm sure there'll be something to dive into. I don't really have anything that I'm hanging on to. The uh, contract extensions was my big thing. Is there anything we're missing we could tease for next week? Just more baseball. There's more baseball. We'll see if the big teams turn it around in this week coming up. Maybe there's some big series. The Nationals-Phillies was a big early series. Oh, oh. Yankees-Astros, I think, is this weekend. So. Ooh, that could be nice. Yeah. Um, maybe uh, Dallas Keuchel will get signed. Maybe they'll send us some gift like that. There's no need to send gifts. We're baseball season. We can, we can go. We got two hours. It's easy. That's true, and I'm about three weeks away from forgetting who Dallas Keuchel is. All right, for Mike Lynch, Joe Fisher, I'm Patrick Harris. Go do something I would do, like be a rock star in the shower. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.